footy and frothy is origin eve june the 8th 2021 ollie barney with you along with daggy uh who's just had a couple of teeth out so uh running on empty at the moment see how we go to get through a two-hour footy chat um, with no notes but i've done worse uh and special guest today our scorekeeper gt how are you mate Good, now I'm going to teach you how to use a microphone. There we go. And uh, has your sound all right there? Yep, sounds Generally, funky. most podcasts do this before they before start, they start yeah, but not here generally. at Footy and Frothies. Uh, a little bit to get into tonight, boys. We've got our Origin preview coming up later, as well as full preview of the full round of round 14. Uh, how has the uh, shortened week been for you two, boys? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Um, pretty cold at the moment out here, mm. <laughs> sitting outside, but... Yeah, looking forward to what I expect to be a pretty good game of footy tomorrow. So. Yeah, early? Yeah, uh, same old, same old. Not up to too much different. It is currently wet and rainy here, so I have to back up Barney's statement there. And I'm, I'm looking forward to Origin tomorrow. Despite wearing a New South Wales beanie, I'm sort of now at the stage where I'm a bit indifferent. I sort of just want to enjoy a good game of rugby league more than anything. Fair enough. Uh, and our guest, GT, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Barney usually... Girls are guests in this spot, but we can take turns. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, GT, and your and your NRL fanhood or fandom. Uh, unfortunately, I'm much like Barney, I'm a Sharks fan. Been into the footy for as long as I can remember. Unfortunately, I kind of fell into Cronulla as a kid. Favorite colour was blue. First, first bloody beach I went to was Cronulla, and everything <laughs> just kind of went downhill when I realised how shit we were. <laughs> um, there was a few years there, wasn't there? <laughs> Lots of pain and suffering, mate. But the most important thing is you uh, did not change, unlike some people we know. Uh, and your so your, your Cronulla Sharks, how was twenty sixteen for you? I don't remember too much of the grand final. <laughs> I had to watch the replay a couple of times. I, think I was blind before the game even started. Because I was preparing for the worst, but I think most of Western Sydney heard me. <laughs> Fair enough. And your, your favourite player? All time, probably David Beachy. Nice. He's a big fan of the way he held himself. Very good. Uh, favourite player at the moment? Kind of don't have one currently. <laughs> sort of ticks and depends on each different different game, different day. And uh, just talk us through, I guess, what you've done here. You've took it upon yourself to keep our scores for the year, the Dagiams uh, and everything else. And how has uh, how's that come about and how much time do you put into that? And sorry, Way too much. <laughs> uh, I spent a few hours a week on it. Unfortunately, I made a rod for my own back when I told Barney I'd do it. But <laughs> keeping track of all, all the stats, all the shit you boys spit. Um, the... The Daggy M's down to a fine art currently. I've got some formulas running through Excel, which makes it basically automatic. And then plus all your game-to-game, first try scorer, all that sort of crap I've got noted down as well. Beautiful. Uh, well, give us a quick rundown of where the, who's leading the Daggy M's at the moment. I know you haven't put oh, round just, 13. Sorry, oh. mate, just before, did you, did you ever play the game yourself growing up? Or um, I, I played for two years in the Army Rugby League side, but besides that, I didn't really touch it. How was that? What kind of competition was that like? We've got hardcore, pretty rough and ready, I'd on imagine. The field, <laughs> especially against the cops. And off the field, a lot of drinking. You'll fit in here nicely, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Not much more to add there, I suppose. So, yeah, as you are saying, the Daggy M's, first of all. Yeah, as, as we sit currently, James Fisher-Harris is leading with 14 points. Nathan Cleary and RTS have got 13 uh, with Tommy Turbo. Brian Totler's on 12 with DCE. Very nice. Uh, and I guess, quick 
a little pricey and at the state of the game how how much has uh, the controversy of late affected your watching of the footy or not really just the watch biggest it problem is everybody whinging about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> really hasn't changed things all that much no it's it's the equivalent of half a dozen tackles a game at most and re- it only really affected I don't think it affected any games and there's what two send offs or two sin bins all weekend um, yeah, this weekend, yeah, they seem to dial it back again. Yeah, another notch I, this weekend. I think they're pretty close to the right balance now. Anyway, I think they made their statement, and now they, they are without. Couldn't imagine it affecting tomorrow night too much, but we'll, I've been wrong before. Um, we'll be again. So I don't have a lot of news and injury stuff from the week. Uh, the main ones: Reed Mahani could be anywhere from two to four, I believe, um, in the Parramatta game, and. Yeah, as we were just saying, if Aaron Penn's gone from Melbourne to the Warriors next year, he looks like he might have a bit to offer as well. So he was good. Um, no other news for the week, boys? Any guess? Uh, I guess Paul Turner to the Titans being confirmed mm-hmm. for one. And it's pretty much, you, you know the show Everybody Loves Raymond? Well, it's Everybody Loves Dufty because everyone's seemingly set oh, to sign there in. there been plenty of chat about yeah, Dufty this Canberra, week. Brisbane, etc. Actually, I did hear today that the Bulldogs are apparently officially in for Mitch Kenny. Um, oh, really? a, and the mole has reported a potential player swap between the Tigers and the Bulldogs. Apparently the Tigers really want it uh, for BJ Leilua headed to the Dogs and Dale Matenis-Lesniak headed to the Tigers. Personally, I don't feel like each player would make too big a difference at each club. Maybe they'll have a few good individual performances and might be good for them individually, but I don't see how them alone can have too much of an impact on either club. I suspect they just want a half-decent winger at the moment because yeah. they've got James Roberts there and uh, obviously the back line's been a bit of an issue. That's well, only yeah. I can think of. And I suppose he's an international winger. He's um, he's very good on his very good days and he's a bit mediocre on his other days, I but his big body can jump, can run. He doesn't have the brain snaps that Leilua does. No, that's true. And he's I think been one of the dog's better players, I thought, this mm. year. Yeah. Makes plenty of metres from them coming out of their back end, which is always yeah. what you want out of your, um, your, your wingers. I also believe he's still currently New Zealand's captain. Mm. Well, and it's, I believe the relationship's quite good between him and Madge, so that all yeah. lines up. And uh, if Leila was only going to end up in reserve grade the rest of the year, which looks like it's on the cards, at least for now, um, I suppose that's where it all makes sense, really. Don't have much more to say about it. Uh, should we get into our review in record time? Yeah. What else do we normally do? PCTC? We can do that later. Yeah. PCTC review. Um, Thursday kicked off Brisbane 52. Putting the sword through Brisbane 24. Dragons 52. Oh, Dragons 52. <laughs> Brisbane 24. Yes, I tipped Brisbane, so sorry, everybody. Uh, stats bump. Nine tries, put, uh, nine tries to four, eight out of nine conversions for the Dragons, four out of four for the Broncos. 79% completion played 70%, 34 out of 43 sets for the Dragons, and 26 out of 37 for the Broncos. Eight line breaks to two, 25 tackle busts played 22, six offloads to 11, two force dropouts from either side, 101 tackles played 340, 140-20 from the Dragons, was a really nice kick actually, two mm. ruck infringements played three, one inside the 10 for the Dragons. Four penalties conceded from each team. Nine errors played 11. One sin bin to the Broncos. McCulloch made 43 tackles. Turpin with 46. Bird made 139 metres. And Lodge made 150. Uh, Dufty got 156 supercoach points. Kerr with 103. Bird with 93. And Albert Kelly with 93. Yeah, well, Albert looked good for the first 15 minutes. Bird um. missed four tackles. Cobbo missed four. And Gamble missed three. 
Well, um, GT, you might as well update that now. Dufty's getting three points. Um, but, yeah, how seven try involvements, three, uh, five try assists, I believe it was, two tries himself. And I guess the only reason why now I get the Dragons not pedalling back and offering Dufty a deal is out of pride. They don't want to have told a player that they're free to look elsewhere and then go crawling back to them, and that'd be it. And originally... The report was that they told Dufty he could go because they were prioritising signing Nico Hines. That's obviously fallen through. So now it's Cody Ramsey or Matt Dufty, essentially. <laughs> um, well, I guess as well, the talk about Dufty possibly going to Canberra might open the door for the Dragons to say, OK, we want CNK in return then. But I don't know if that would happen. And not, well, not I don't injured. know if it would, but... <coughs> I doubt injured. Um, yeah. I think they're invested in Ramsey to be their long-term fullback and... I don't know if that's the right thing. Um, I think that'll last about four weeks and then Lomax will end up back there. But <laughs> oh, that's true. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's the wrong thing, but it's the wrong time. He still needs a couple more years for me to play on the wing, build his muscle up a bit, and then maybe try him at fullback. Not this early. Yeah, but you look at the blokes that come in there. Look at even um, Jaden Campbell. Like the, the explosive young fullbacks, they, they, they're already showing what they have to offer. I don't know what... He doesn't even seem as fast as we first thought, Ramsey. Like, he... Doesn't, uh, definitely yeah. doesn't have the acceleration. No. I'm sure he, he seems to pick Probably up pace. Around meters once he gets yeah. up the top speed, he goes all right. But, but yeah. it's, it's interesting with Duffy because um, remember uh, McGregor wasn't picking him for half the year as well. Uh, so I don't know if there's a, a deeper issue that we don't know about. But attitude issue, maybe attitude yeah. or behaviour. Feel dramas there with him, but yeah, no, so. to say exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, he was brilliant. He was involved in everything. Uh, pure pace. His uh, cutout ball was on fire, and then his short ball was good as a result because they started hanging back, and he just pulled other people through holes instead. He just or he put himself through a hole. Or went put through the hole. Yeah. So um, it, it was pretty as good as as close to a complete game as I can remember, or as anyone's played. He was involved in seven out of the nine tries. Got two of them himself and set up yeah. another five. Um, the Broncos again. It's just. They seem to when they just fold, they just completely give up. Like mm. <laughs> they, was, they were in this game for a good for, for the first most of the first half. Yep, um, they were in front for the first ten minutes, and then the Dragons were in front for the next ten, and then the Broncos came back into it and were in front again. Um, the first try was just that turn Ravolara around the nice little grubber in behind him, and they snuck up. Mead snuck up beside him, and they got that first one. But um, yeah, the Broncos were were really good for that first the half an hour the, Albert Kelly I think he was involved in pretty much everything that they hmm. they touched every every point they scored uh, he put the TC Rabadi across for two two tries with nice little short balls um, obviously attracting defenders and then really good line running from that young fellow he looks like he could be, be a beast eventually yep. when he um, gets a bit more time and on the field but um, yeah it was all dufty on this like on the flip side to that, it was just duff, it was the Dufty show, man. Every time he touched it, he looked like he was going to break a hole or put someone through a hole. And um, But the difference between the Broncos' side, it was realistically Kelly on his own, but Dufty had a bit of help. Bert yeah. went with him. Hunt went with him. It was probably Hunt's best game since he's come back from injury. I think it's probably the best game Greg Bird's played in since, he's, well, since he left the Sharks. Jack Bird, what did I say? Greg. Greg. No, he was good. Yeah, he was real good. Yeah, no, it's probably the best game he's played for a long time. But yeah, um, Josh uh, Kerr's really starting to stamp his, his yeah. name as a as a front row forward. Like he's doing some really good work. Um, and Jackson Ford, I, 
he had one of the best games I've seen from a younger fella, but he's been around for a while. He's played 20-something games. I don't ever remember. Yeah. I don't think I've ever noticed the bloke before, but he had a, yeah, quite a good game. Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't know exactly what to take out at second half for the Dragons because, like you said, I think Brisbane just gave up, yeah. and, and they do it every time. Every time their couple of chips minutes are before down, half time, they just turn their toes up. And it was like, uh, well, that is Arco. That when Azarco didn't kick the ball out, that was the end. <laughs> that was it. They just was like, oh well, we're not going to come back from this now. And fuck, too many points here. Um, yeah. Disappointing, and, and you know they got Canberra this week, which we, I put you the question to you last week, and I suppose we're going to find out who you're going to tip in a, in the next <laughs> show. But I don't know. Who I, I could still possibly don't know tip. who I'm going to tip. Yeah, to neither do I. Be a good um, first half. I think you've Cody. I think you've covered off really well the game essentially. GT, anything? No, Bunny summarised it pretty spot on. Uh, yeah, and then oh. once once the Broncos gave up, their outside backs just got torn to shreds. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> they were really like I've said it a couple of times this year that their backs have had little to no impact on games, but this was another one. And the only impact they had was <laughs> was wasn't a positive one. That's for sure. Well, I think it's at the stage. Well, first of all, I have concerns about Kevy, as we've said all the way through. But I think it's at the stage now. I would be just picking these young kids for the rest of the year and, and starting Rabadi, getting Bullimore back in there. Starting, I think Heatherton might be injured actually. It's, it's at that um, point, isn't it? But just play them. Play them. They're yeah. going to get any worse, and they're going to get your guns, and then get, just fill the rest of it yeah, with your get kids. fifteen like, games out of them for the rest of the year. Uh, get them to learn off um, Pengai and Haas, and, and that's about it, really. <laughs> Herbie tries hard. I'll give you Herbie. does, he does try hard. Try hard yeah. um, but beyond that, I, you know, I can't say much more beyond his time just to, for them to move on, I suppose. Any thoughts, Ollie? Well, I, obviously the Dufty show, but i got a question for Daggy because a couple of weeks ago when we did our ladder predictor, you had Brisbane ninth. Mm-hmm. Based off the past two weeks... Do you still see a way where they possibly do go on a bit of a run maybe towards the end of the year and end up around that area? Or I are you well and truly off I that? see 20 minutes every week where I think Brisbane should yeah. be a top four team and then they're just not. So uh, I shouldn't say it for when they're full forward packs on the field because they, they've mat- they matched Melbourne, they matched, they've matched Penrith, they've matched, uh, for the first 20 minutes they matched these blokes. They're, um, they bashed South for the place. Who was the one they bashed that got beat? Oh, in Parramatta. Penrith? No, but they got they ended up getting smashed, but they were in the game for a long time. I can't think it was now. Um, but the short answer is no, because you just can't trust them. If they did, kudos. Uh, on that ladder predictor, though, I gave Brisbane this game, and I didn't right. give the Tigers this game, so there's a four-point turnaround between those two. Uh, obviously, I tipped on the ladder predictor, had Penrith winning that. Yeah. So Pat's got to get angry, really, because like, Tavita Pangai plays his best when he's got his angry yeah. head on. Same with Hassan Lodge. Like When they get fired up, they yeah. can put it to teams, but... Uh, or Tavita needed a he needed someone with him. He needed on, a cattle on, prod on the weekend. Yeah, he, he had a couple <laughs> of runs and that was it. Um, I suppose we've said we. Uh, well, what's your opinion? Just they're dead to us now. Andy, you take oh, and you're the dragons. You're the dragons proponent. I flip back to you. Is this a, a season turner or is this just they played Brisbane and it doesn't count? I mean, if Dufty continues with that form. I'm not saying it'll be the exact same and they won't even necessarily make the eight, but it could have a Trevojevic-like effect where they win some, where he wins them some games. He's their best chance of points because yeah. without him, they'll make those score. Lucky he's got 12. Score yeah, and with him, obviously, there's 50. Um, obviously, the middle ground somewhere between, but I think he's worth 12 points to the team. And then if they get Lomax back, I don't know how far away he is, then maybe maybe there is a, a hope there. But And I mean, Norman and Hunt all year haven't Necess- haven't really been bad. They've no, at least been, been two. They've at least been Hunt's two been of the good. dragons. Uh, they've, t- I, they've either been good, good or fine. Mm. 
So as long as you can keep getting those fine performances out of the halves and Dufty's firing, they're in with a chance of... Uh, They've got a pretty big scrape. draw as well, I think. Yeah, maybe scraping to like 10th or something. I don't know. Three points, Dufty. I had two points, Bird, and then one point, either McCulloch, Ford, Kerr. <laughs> Take your pick, really. I had Dufty, Hunt, and then I had Dog Hunt, Bird, yeah. Kerr, or Kelly. I'm okay one. with it. I had Hunt and Bird. Hunt and Bird. Okay, yeah, you're right with that. I'm, I'm fine that. with that. Yep. Uh, Tigers 26 defeated. I forgot to play the song at the start. Oops. Uh, defeated Tigers. Uh, defeated no, wait. Tigers. He used to say Tigers that, 26 defeated Penrith 6. <laughs> Ended the uh, undefeated streak with a, a fine performance over the Premiers. Uh, and minor. Weren't the minor Premiers. Weren't the uh, Penrith fans out and about after that? But anyway, stats bun. Yeah, you would have had a good time up here mixing with them. Oh, there's plenty of fun. <laughs> Almost got into a fight. Yeah. Right, yeah. Lucky I'm such a cool, calm, collected person. <laughs> four tries played one. Three out of four conversions played one out of one. And two penalty goals out of two attempts for the Tigers. 78% completion played 79. 31 out of 40 sets played 33 out of 42. Four line breaks for the Tigers. Three for Penrith. 30 tackle busts played 23. Eight offloads to 12. Two forced dropouts by the Tigers. 297 tackles played 337. Five ruck infringements to two. One inside the 10 for the Tigers. Zero for Penrith. Uh, 11 penalties conceded to 10. 10 errors to 12. Twile made 42 tackles. May made 44 tackles. Twile with 174 metres and Edwards with 162. Dewey missed four, Burton missed five, and Kikau missed four, and those two were standing next to each other, so that left a pretty big hole on that side of the field. Um, Supercoach points for 12 with 77, Little with 75, and then three other players before you got down to Burton from Penrith on 65. Didn't Laurie get 100? And no bins, sorry. Didn't Laurie get 100 Supercoach points? Oh, okay. Don't think so. Never mind. I'll move on. Um, he was pretty good to too. Uh, Ollie, what do you make of the game? I thought it was an awesome performance by the Tigers as someone who was riding this game hard saying there was no chance the Tigers were going to win. They honestly put in arguably the best performance I've seen from a Tigers side this season. Uh, yes, there were numerous Penrith players out. However, I believe on paper at least that Penrith side is still a top eight side and they did not play up to their potential and I feel like they were missing those guys and they were doubting themselves a bit because there were players who have been in that side before who did not play as well as they previously would have your Mitch Kenny's for example for me um, a Tyrone may just not great at seven arguably I'd chuck in maybe a Kurt Falls or have Jamin Salmon start although Salmon didn't look too great either coming off of the bench. But, yeah, it was just an awesome performance by the Tigers. Dane Laurie, for me, it's a career performance. I don't necessarily know if that's just because he was going up against Penrith, but he's he's been good all year, and I think mm. this was his best performance. Honestly, if the Tigers do keep this up all year, I'm not saying they will make the eight. I'm not tipping them to make the eight, but they could be in that conversation maybe towards the end of the year if they keep putting in these performances every week. Like, they have probably the last three weeks. The only problem is... At times, we see the Tigers put in a great performance against the South Sydney, and then the next week they get belted by Manly. Mm. So if they can keep that up, that's the question. GT? Yeah, the, they were playing against pretty much a reserve-grade Penrith side, so I can't really put too much too much stock into the Tigers winning it. They played above expectations. Laurie was playing out of his skin, but... Again, you've really got to 
if we had a full strength Penrith side, I think it would have been a much better litmus test for where the Tigers are really at for the rest of the year. Barn? Oh, I thought both teams had ample opportunities to win this game. It was got, it got pretty scrappy at times with a few errors and um, and, and what not. But um, Tigers just played with more control and composure overall over the majority of the game. Um, and some really good desperation in defence. They saved a couple of couple of times there where Penrith did stretch them. They got they had the numbers getting across there to stop them. The only thing I'd say that helped the Tigers in that respect was that Penrith played sideways all night. The, you didn't see that back in unders line with the forwards coming back through the middle. All their setup and its shape and attack was always just pushed straight to the edges. They, that's basically all they did with the ball. The only time they did score a try is when the play actually broke down and then Burton went back inside and scored a try. Yeah. Um, so it made a lot easier for the Tigers to defend. They just basically slid to the edges because they knew that's where Penrith were coming from because they didn't really have much else. And um, then they sort of trapped themselves in the corners and started spinning around in circles and <laughs> getting tackled. So their attack was um, it was pretty bad, realistically, from the Panthers. But on the other hand, the Tigers' attack was quite good. It looks very slick at times. Um, then back rowers, those two back rowers are doing wonderful things the last probably yeah. three games. Um, Garner and... Luciano, just they know their job and they're both doing yep. it really, really well. Running really hard with the ball and making dents in the line and going through the line at times as well. So, what did you think about it? Uh, I was really happy and it, get, it, get lost, it got lost a bit, but yeah, there was a lot, a lot of time spent in the Tigers' 10 metre line and I thought the scramble and desperation defence was really good. Um, yeah, everyone went the game telling us that the Penrith fallback was better than us anyway, and uh, Matt Burton's still the best in the comp, and blah, blah, blah. So uh, that was... But after the game, it was only reserve grade. Um, <laughs> but, uh, see, I personally must disagree with that. I know you said that as well, GT, but they still had majority of their fo- their starting forward pack. Yeah. Uh, the I, bench, 100%, I think the bench is a reserve grade bench, and that probably impacted them during the game. But you still got your Dylan Edwards and the players who came in as well. Robert Jennings might be a reserve grade player now, but a couple of years ago he was, I think he got top try scorer in the NRL, pretty close to it. Mitch Kenny, I'd say, for the most part, he had a poor performance, but I'd say he's probably an NRL-ready player under Apisai Coruscant. So, but I think they just didn't step up. It was that self-belief thing more than anything for me. I thought, yeah. I thought yeah. Yeah, for looking at it from a Penrith point of view, I thought it was a showcase of everything they didn't have on the night. Yeah. There's a big disconnect between their outside backs. Yeah, and, and I think that's classic. When Cleary's yeah. such in control, it, you take the, obviously him out of the team, and then Lua out at the same time, there was a big... Like yeah, Burton, they, there was no connection. Burton you take at times. He probably looked like the only one that was going to break open the Tigers' defence yeah. at a wall. Um, and Fisher-Harris was good. And, but and you take... Uh, I was going to say, and take 300 metres off Tuo. Uh, mm-hmm. they, Staines was really showing up to what he actually offers to that team. Because um, there wasn't, uh, they had no one willing to just do the hard hard yards. And what a, even if they had one of their halves, I think Tuo is just such a most uh, such an important player of that team that Massive it was minutes, shown yeah. they they don't have the other any size in the rest of their back row apart from Burton. But Burton's job there wasn't to play that centre. No, that, he was the ball player. Uh, it, it got to the stage where they were, it, it, Fisher Harris was tremendous. He uh, it was about 20 minutes in, he just decided... It was either that or just half his first 10. <laughs> no, no, he went... No, he was dra- tried to drag yeah. him back in single-handedly yeah. uh, and got him as far as he could, but kick out... Well, he's done that a few times this season, but I guess it's more n- noticed that he's trying to do that when I the I think no one else was there. around him, yeah, yeah. but he was, uh, was Penrith's best by a, a margin. Was a, 
headless chook. Kicker, yeah. kicker. He was panicking. I can't remember he was running around yeah. in circles. He was missing tackles. He, he, was he was trying to stand in tackles. He shouldn't have. He was trying. He, yeah, looked a little bit lost. He, never, he obviously didn't have someone there yelling just to run the ball or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that said, there's a lot enough penalties and enough possession where Penrith had more than enough oh, chance 100%. to win that game. So yeah. I got to take that at face value, defensive wise for Tigers. And I think you covered off the attack. I like. I still think Dewey needs to have his ball on the hands more than he is getting yeah, yeah, playing yeah. at centre, uh, and that showed in, at the end when he would move back into five eight. It looked dangerous. Well, Mbai was very quiet in this one. Yeah, I thought. Um, but Brooks when he was very controlling, Books had a really yeah. good game. Yeah, when, but it's like I said three weeks back. It's clear that it's now they've said that, uh, maybe they've moved Dewey away from him just to have Brooks being control, but he's been good for it. Um, and but when Dewey moved into five eight the last ten minutes, like that was the most dangerous they looked all night. Uh, Seifarth had a quite a game. Quite a game than expected. Twal, yeah. um, Twal was Twal was tremendous. Man. He was. Enormous. He just. I wish he had an offload in or something in him, but he, <laughs> he he's ten meters in him every time. He was. It was his best game of year. Uh, yep. They've pulled the right rein, moving back right in the middle of the field, and if he's not going to pass, he may as well be the bloke that takes three defenders with him for a, for a run. Uh, he try? coughed off Laurie. Yeah, it was a penalty try. Yep. Yeah. Every day of the week. Anyone saying it wasn't? That's when the Penner fancy really, really started yeah. getting on my. But nerves. if you're falling to score and get whacked in the face, what else? Do you, what else does the decision be? I never want to watch a Penner game here ever again. If well, you come across and it's incidental, but there was a swinging arm as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> he copped him yeah. on the jaw. But um, apart from that, yeah, they were good. Brooks was good, like I said. Uh, it's inter- very interesting how the line against Parramatta now because I think they've been good for two in a row, and they've had a little bit of the wood on para. I think it's about fifty-fifty the last. Um, the last couple of years, so there was a drubbing, the drubbing at Bankwest. Apart from that, it's been pretty close lately. So, uh, interested to see how they stuck up against stack up against Para. Uh, yeah, for me, they're packing their edges. Won this one, I thought. At the end of the day, yeah. their pack was just it was a lot better than Penrith's pack yeah. and those two but blokes I, that I mentioned. I, on and I know I'm always right, but I think their packs matched everyone this year. And pretty it's close been to the it. edges and the it's one or the, two games that were yeah. great, but um, but you know they've they've been good all year. So. That's finally clicking in, and if they get the defence to go with it, it's uh, it's happy days. Uh, I'll give, I suppose, give th- ooh, three Laurie or Laurie. Brooks. I'd I'd Laurie. I would personally go Laurie to Brooks. I think right, that, that Brooks those three are in there. Okay, I'm fine. Okay, I. Anil Capitan. You're cool. Three to Twal, two to Brooks, and one to. Oh no, three, two to Laurie, one to Brooks. Fair enough. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, just uh, just because Twal did a lot of very ugly stuff that obviously did, doesn't get mentioned a lot. I only gave so. Laurie one because he was diving all over the place. And I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Come on, surely you, hey. even you'd have to admit he laid down a couple of times. Hey, yeah. if, it hel- if, it, if it helps your team win the game. Speaking of that, uh, Gump's message for a great suggestion, and uh, basically, if you lay down and you get a penalty, you go straight for H H-A. A. Easy way to stop it. Yeah. People stop straight away if, if they have to go off for ten minutes. Can you imagine them being happy about Tedesco laying down yeah. and having to go off every five minutes? It's like, uh, anyway, Storm twenty Titans fourteen was the Sun Saturday night game uh, in a scrappy affair. Was what did the stats say, man? Yes, we had four tries to three. Two out of four conversions played one out of three for the Titans. 78% completion played 74. 28 out of 36 sets for the Storm played 34 out of 46 for the Titans. Uh, With 10 extra sets, they probably could have and should have won this game. Uh, Titans with 130 post-contact metres extra than the Storm. Five uh, five line breaks apiece. 20 tackle busts played 35 for the Titans. Two offloads to 17 from the Titans. One force dropout to seven force dropouts for the Titans. 
Yeah, the stats <laughs> all added up pretty much for the Titans in this one. Uh, six ruck infringements to five. Zero inside the tens. That that one star. I don't even know why they put it out because it irks the shit out of me. You can't tell me neither side was offside or not. <laughs> Nine penalties conceded to four. Eight errors to thirteen. One sin bin for the Storm. Three hundred and forty-eight tackles played. Two hundred and eighty-four. Like, how do we say this name? Liero. Forty-nine uh, tackles. Clark yeah. with thirty-two. Liero, yeah, yeah. Tui with Liero, one hundred thirty-seven meters and Sammy with one hundred ninety-five. Cheese missed six tackles. Liero missed six tackles. Uh, and Stone Stone and Kelly missed three apiece. Liero with 83 supercoach points, Wallace with 82, and Mazu with 82. Yeah, ugly affair. I thought it was probably Melbourne's worst complete yeah. game. Uh, I thought... With both the top teams, it was the, the worst performance yeah. from both of them. The cheese was uh, Melbourne's best player, by, at least for the first half by a long way. He directed around. Yeah. He um, was running hard. Hasn't he come to age since... Picking Harry's oh, disappeared off the scene. He's, he's, he's last month, it. but this was uh, as good as he's played all year. It was a bit quiet second half, but uh, first half he set up the lead for Melbourne. I thought. Uh, beyond that, they um, yeah they weren't tremendous. They uh, like I said, I think they're starting to hit the bottom of their barrel as well. They they can't keep producing yeah. real good players either, and, and a lot of these guys are just footballers and well, they've been up the for quite a while now too with those players. So you yeah, know, there comes a point where they do. You do bottom out no matter what. Like yeah. You can't just stay up so that long. I started to get the feeling last week when you watch them that um, you know, not everyone can well, be the Cheese Nico dragged Hines, so. them last week as well. Cheese and Hines dragged yeah. them through last week as well. So, um, so defensively, there they were fine. Olam probably had his best game for a while. He ran pretty hard. He had a couple of errors. Yeah. But um, he tackled he tackled well for the most part, and, and I thought he's sort of looking like he might be close to Some errors in his game, finding yeah, uh, something better. better. For uh, the Titans, Jaden Campbell, very impressive. I liked what I saw there. Uh, the rest, um, I actually thought Ash Taylor didn't play too bad, but at least he just got in his mind he's just going to play the grubber for the repeat set, and he stuck to it and didn't fuck that up, so well done, Ash. <laughs> um, Marzu's probably got something to offer. Uh, he looks like it, yeah. Not bad at all. Both, both sides of the field looked um, decent attack. They've still got concerns in defence, but... Um, you know, they look fine. Um, some of the younger forwards rolled their sleeves up and played pretty well. So um, I thought it was a pretty good performance all around. Um, in a, in a, it wasn't game of the year by any means, but it was okay. Um, what do you mm. think of it, Ollie? Well, it's sort of a mixed bag for me a bit because Melbourne weren't great, but I thought the Titans put in a, a solid performance um, other than a couple of uh, unsavoury characters, I'm going to call them for now. I mean, absolute heartbreak at the end of that game. Going forward, honestly, from what I've seen pretty much all year from the Titans' back line and what I saw on the weekend, I would not be too upset if Jaden Campbell and Greg Marzu retained a spot in the yep. side. One of the edges, centre-wing combination possibly, or shake things up a bit so that they're on different sides. But yeah, I, I reckon go for it, see how it goes at least for a week. Um, well, the problem is, like, what do you do for AJ? I suppose he's got to be one, and you got to AJ's got to be back. one. You drop so. Philip Sammy and maybe yeah. Brian Kelly. <laughs> That's what I'm. I'd I'm drop sort of Kelly suggesting before I drop Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Campbell could probably even play the fourteen role realistically. Um, I was really, I was super impressed with his with his input actually. Really, um, yeah, really good, good feet. For quick, a skinny looking fellow, but he's strong enough. He, yeah. A great tackle on Nico. Absolutely um, flat, Nico. And but just his runs, he he um, you know, hit the line pretty hard when he ran. He Got involved. He was. He'll be better yeah, he for didn't it. Didn't hold back. That's for sure. 
So, ain't much else, Barn. What do you take away from this? Oh, I thought Titans realistically were the better side for most of this game. Um, they just kept hurting themselves with poor defensive reads and errors. And like, if Kelly passes that ball, they score with what five minutes to go, and yeah. they, they probably win this game. Um, and even at the end, they had the chance again. So. Yeah, last play of the game, they were still in the game, and they had you know there was there was holes there to be taken, and they just didn't take it. So. Um, the arrow, he, 49 tackles. Like, that's a really big effort. It was his debut, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? No, no he's, he's played off the bench. Yeah. He's oh, played, he's played his off his third bench. game. Yeah. But, yeah, he went into Kafusi's uh, position and probably played better than what Kafusi's <laughs> been putting out recently, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong, Kafusi hasn't been bad, but, yeah, he's um, he tackled his ass off in this one. Campbell and Mazu, as you blokes already mentioned, they were really impressive on debut. Um, Fogarty was okay. Peachy, Peachy's another one that... He did a bit of time. He was um, laying around on the ground for penalties <laughs> and whatnot. Well, it's like he decided, he watched the night before and decided that he's just going to do that for the night because mm. there's about three in a row and it was like one was warranted and the other two were pretty ordinary. But yeah. um, Proctor's form's dropped off the face of the earth. I'm not sure what's happened to Kevin Proctor. Um, his running game used to be destructive and at the moment it's he's barely putting a dent in the line, let alone bending it. It's so. at the point now, if, if he wasn't Kevin Proctor, I couldn't imagine him being picked in his team once I get... Three forwards back. Early on a reputation. Well, that's it, yeah. yeah. Well, he used to terrorise teams, man. He mm. used to bust the line and score tries. And Offload. This year he's been, yeah, he's been ex- extremely poor. Same with um, with Brian Kelly. I think he's probably the first bloke dropped if you want to try and shoehorn Mazu into this team. But yeah. it's just my opinion. Any dad, GT? Yeah, I don't know what Philip Sammy did, did to Kelly. <laughs> there was half a dozen times where he was there unmarked on the wing, ready to go and just... No, I'm going to take this tackle myself. Yeah. yeah. And then you go back to his defence as well, which has been... Pretty, he's probably been the worst out of the lot of them all year. Um, Not only that, he act, there was a few times he actively ran away from him. Like, yeah. went back when they had space out wide. He goes, oh, I'll just go back to the middle. <laughs> Something to do. But, um, final word, like a Titan, just the Titans, and it was a bad day, a bad day for Melbourne. Mark? That was a very bad day for Melbourne, to be yeah. honest. Um, it was... One of Titans' better performances in the last couple of weeks. They've um, they've put in a couple of shockers just recently, but um, yeah, there's something to build on for the Titans. And um, the Storm aren't going to be that bad again, I don't think this year. So I, I'm happy with the. I brought them up last week. There was obviously that big mismatch in the forward pack, but I wanted mm-hmm. to see how the Titans' young blokes in the yeah, forwards went. Solid, yeah, they'll yeah, they'll decent, and I think they offered up, you know, a bit more than what I, I sort of expected of them. Yeah, yeah, Sam was all right. Um, I actually thought, oh, McIntyre did a great deal. I thought he was okay, McIntyre, too. Joel of 161 run rate is just looking at this. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, I'm still going three points cheese because I think he got them to that that state. Uh, I'm happy to be imported for two and one, though, because, uh, yeah, like I said, Lorio, um, probably in a conversation, and then the Titans players. I had Hughes as three just because I thought if he wasn't on the field, they don't win the game. Um, I had Cheese for two, and, yeah, I had either Campbell or Liero for the one point. Okay, Liero, I reckon. In, uh, in there with Hughes as well. Uh, uh, three to Hughes, two... Uh, three to Cheese, two to Hughes, one to Liero. Yep. Uh, we didn't, uh, yeah, we didn't really talk a lot about Hughes, but he was good. He, he, he's now third up next game he'll be from his injury he just controlled the game he didn't um, and when they needed him to put his stamp on it he did he put blokes away and set up most yep. of their attacking stuff so. and 40-4 to four, Parramatta defeated Newcastle uh, on Sunday afternoon uh, can anyone here tell me how Newcastle beat Manly last week 
it was an old boys day. I think they've had three yeah. this year and they've been flogged each time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you got to understand. Well, well, this one was the 20-year anniversary of the 2001 Grand Final and they had the 2001 bloke reunion, yeah. whatever it was. What better way to honour the, <laughs> the team of 2001 who took down that dominant Parramatta side who've been winning yeah. all year, been flogging teams all year by getting flogged by the current Parramatta team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that say, bud? We had one try to eight, uh, four out of eight conversions for Parramatta and zero out of one for Newcastle. 65% completion for Newcastle, 82% for Parramatta. 24 out of 37 sets played 36 out of 44. Parramatta with 140 post-contact metres extra than what Newcastle put out. Three line breaks to nine. 21 tackle bus played 34 for Parramatta. Four offloads to 19. No force dropouts. 395 tackles played 326 for Parramatta. Three ruck infringements to one. One inside the 10 to two. Three penalties conceded from each team. 16 errors by Newcastle, 13 by Parramatta. And a sin bin for Newcastle. Braley made 49 tackles. Mahoney made 37. Watson with 144 metres and Dylan Brown with 195. Clifford missed four tackles. Toa and Best missed three each. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll defend next to each other as well, which doesn't yeah. help. Um, Opacek and Moses missed four tackles. Sivo with 124 supercoach points. Gutho with 121. And six other Parramatta players before you got down to Kurt Mann on 62 for the Knights. Jeez, Newcastle are bad. I'd tip Brisbane and they Canberra over them, honestly. Oh, yeah, well, so would I'd I. I'd tip well, just about anyone. So I would I. the dogs would go close to them. They would the because they've got no... They've got two forwards. They've got... Clifford was okay. Clifford came in a team, starts kicking ball. That's on the full. And, uh, yeah, he had a bit of a... He had the yips, great. didn't he, for um, his, He's okay. I suppose he's okay by and large. Um, yeah, but that's the thing he focuses on. Like his big part of his game is his kicking yeah. game, and it was poor. Yeah, like. and that that was average. And then they got uh, none of their edges can defend. Bradman Best has gone backwards. Like in yeah, this team, he's going backwards because he's hanging around these blokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it was funny because they were playing right. It was Madison's best game, but again, you take this all with um, advantage by who they're playing. Oh, but Madison terrorised that right edge, and then. Mm. About 20 minutes in, Guthrie goes, oh, the left edge stinks too. <laughs> and we've got a big bloke out there. I'm going to pass it to him. And if he doesn't score, He's I will. Got a truck <laughs> well, and so they, him and Sivo just destroy him for the next 20 minutes. Well, um, um, just before the show tonight, I was watching a clip from, you know, the podcast, Caelan Ponger and Connor Watson do the 257 collective yeah, yeah. thing. They had, you ever heard, you know, Isaac Butterfield, the mm. comedian, they had him on as a guest okay. and he comes on because. Matt Croker, that the debutant for Newcastle, he is a part of their show now too. And Butterfield comes on, he's like, "Oh, congratulations on making your debut the other day, Matt. Too bad you were shit." And he's like, "No, but it, no, it, it, it's good to be here with a couple of good Newcastle players and Connor Watson." <laughs> <laughs> Connor Watson's been close to them. Yeah, best. yeah. But, uh, but uh, they all took it in in their stride. But I thought it was a, a bit funny and. A bit of a reflection of the team in general, I guess. Not necessarily those blokes, but... GT, you see this game? Yeah, I thought Sevo looked insane the way he was just running at people. He could have put four blokes in front of him and he was going to find a way to get over them, let alone mm. around them. He doesn't really get around blokes. No. <laughs> he generally just goes over the top of them. <laughs> what, um, there's a few Gutho moments which I loved. There's one where he got barreled uh, and then got up to his feet and made the cover tackle next play. Yep. Uh, and then there was, I love his, I love his run. Not many players do it, but I love the runarounds he does. He'll stay alive and pass to the first receiver, then run around to be 
to keep the play alive and try and create his own overlap. And then he'll stay alive off Sevo. He'll give it the ball to Sevo, and a lot of blokes will be job done. He'll, he'll sniff yeah, and yeah, go just that, in case. just in case. It pl- and Sevo knows, so he can. And it also that one puts, back in. you know, makes the bloke on the inside sort of go, "Oh, Gutho's still here, but you know, do I hang off? Do I go in? What, yeah. you know, like so it confuses That's the defense yeah. as well. It so makes them make decisions. That, that was uh, that was tremendous. As I said, I thought Madison was the best of the forwards. Marnie was pretty good until he got injured, and Dylan Brown yeah. was good. Um, Dylan Brown was really good. Dylan, right? was Dylan Brown's best game. Considering he's been out for ages. Yeah, it was Luke. best game. Well, we s- you spoke about what Gutho did, right? Is Are we getting back into that territory if he maybe... That exact play you were talking about, is that compensating for Moses a bit? Massive. Taking a bit more control Massive. because Moses, once again, now that, yes. re- now that he's re-signed, like, where... Yeah. Where is he? Like, I hate because I beat up on the bloke. But even before he signed, we heard on the podcast, I was saying, wait till he signs and then I'll give a proper congratulations to him for playing well. And he just dropped off. No. Not necessarily being bad, but not being good. I said at the start of the year. No, he was bad in this game. Yeah. He did nothing. I said at the start of the year and... um, you know, since then we've seen Turbo come into Manly and Dufty come into St George and... um, I even to a lesser extent, just how good important Nicker Hines been at the yeah. time for Melbourne. But I would hate to watch Parramatta play without Gutho because I, they would be headless choice. We even look at the Sharks, like how important and Kennedy, Kennedy is yeah, to right. the Sharks. So well, if Gutho got injured, Brad Arthur would pretty much have to go up to him, starts go up to Mitch Moses, start slapping him, and saying, "We actually need you to play good now." And then they might be a chance. Well, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that was a concern, but uh, for yeah. Anyone got an upside for Newcastle, or should more move on? Oh, well, they were average in the forwards, and they were fucking heaps worse in the back. <laughs> so what can you say, man? No. Yeah, that's I, it. I've got they deserved every bit of this flog, and probably even more, to be honest. They were extremely poor in this one. I've got a number for f- for Newcastle, and it's fifteenth. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like you said, if they might even get the wooden spoon, they might get wooden spoon. They, they, they push it out like they did last week. But they might get Pier- obviously they're going to get Pierce and Ponga back, so they probably should. They'll they'll jag another couple of wins. Which and Braley tries very enough, hard, is it? Oh, Braley tries. <laughs> Braley busts his ass week after week. Man. To your point, GT. Um, I just last week was just Manly having an off day. Yeah, that's all you can say. And because and Turbo being in Origin mode. Last three weeks, Newcastle have been the worst. They're close to the worst team in the comp. Like. <laughs> Even though half their pack was, you know, it goes all right, the rest of them just barely existent. Braley, as you mentioned, every week is their best player. Watson's one of their best, and maybe one, either Barnett or Frizzell have a good game. But other than that, there's like, there's not a lot. Right no, that's right. It helps. It doesn't help that Saifidi was out, but still, they should have put in a much better performance than this one. Um, and it ended up being like four players out there up against 17 in this game. <laughs> there was four or five blokes having a crack, and that was yeah. pretty much it. And then you end up with a game like this. So, well, you yeah. bring you bring up that Manly game. The difference maker there, the, the way Newcastle, I guess, won that game is because Daniel Sofidi sort of pulled his finger out and had one yeah. of his best performances of the year, co- similar to early in, the, early in the season. Crash over yeah. tries, and they drag Manly down into like a scrap in the middle, and. And it got all messy, and that's basically, you know, they fell over the line, basically, yeah. was how they got it, got that one. But um, Brown, was I thought, was great on his return. Gutho was the best player on the field. Sivo was good. Even Wacker Blake looked pretty good in this one, which is, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we first to bag him, he was actually pretty good. So And Hayes Dunster was good. I thought he had some, some nice runs. And Yeah, yeah he, he looked um, a prospect, definitely. Um, Moses, all he did was kick the ball. Other than that, he, was, he wasn't on the field, really. Yeah. And Gutho with three points, Dylan Brown with two, and Sivo for one. I have not much to argue with, unless you want to give Sivo two for his... Did you get a hat-trick, or was it two? Two tries. Two. 
Yeah, yeah. switch it around if you want. No, I, I thought Brown was good, so Brown 2. Uh, Gutho 3, Brown 2, and Sevo uh, 1. Uh, let's see, you've got a peanut of the week, Ollie. I do have a peanut of the week, and fresh from today. Jesus Christ, these so are this, this piss me good. off. I'll have a peanut of the week first, so <laughs> yeah, all yeah. the Penrith fans. They're all their South fans. Like we know you got a good team. We know they'll miss an eight plays. You have to cry about it for a week. And then you <laughs> So ladies and gentlemen, today's lesson is to know when to admit you're wrong because when you don't, you actually look like more of a peanut than you think. So this is a com- quick conversation between two people. It's on the Zelezniak um, who's BJ the other one? Trey. BJ Trade post that I put up today. Someone goes, I love when this happens. Luciano left the Dragons because he wanted to play with his brother, and a year later his brother's gone. Now, this bloke isn't the peanut. Um, enter peanut. Luciano signed this year. So last year was at the Dragons, apparently. 2021 was at the Tigers, which we all know because we watch Rugby League. He was at the Tigers last year as well. Was. Someone goes, odd. He was playing last season at the Tigers and signed with an immediate release from the Dragons on the 30th of November 2019. Sent a screenshot from the Tigers website <laughs> of the announcement of Luciano Leilua signing, date. circled the date, uh, Saturday 30th of November 2019, 7.50am. And then he just replies, you're wrong, it was this year, champ. And then he sends... Luciano's Wikipedia page where it has the stats and who he played for the person says you know anyone can write on Wikipedia don't you just admit <laughs> when you're wrong but you're blatantly wrong yeah. they've presented the evidence and well, because some people te- are so he sent the team list from round one last year as well yeah. and old mate yeah. still turns around and goes nah you're wrong <laughs> mate <laughs> it's yeah anyway. some people are so stubborn and can't admit when they're wrong to that extent where they just look stupid. I respect the man who, when presented with the evidence, goes, all right, I was wrong. Sometimes we make mistakes and we get shit like that wrong. But to continue on like a peanut, (laughs) therefore makes you the peanut of the week. (laughs) Uh, We've got a slap of the week. Do you have one, GT? That's one of your better ones for a while there, Ollie. Uh, Well done this week. Okay. No slaps or salutes. You got a slap for anyone, but Yeah, I'm going to slap a Sarko. <laughs> Ten runs. He did make two tackle busts, but he made four tackles, missed two tackles, and four horrible, horrible errors. Absolutely lost his head, put his head down, started kicking stones, and ended up getting dragged off with 20 minutes to go. So, <laughs> uh, Well, while you're on that theme, did you have a pop plan? I should have asked that first. I do. Charlie Staines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Staines is my pop plan of the week. Bloke had 10 runs for 80 metres. Like, surely you can get a bit more involvement than that. Um, made two tackles. Again, two errors and pretty poor errors. And I think one led directly to points. So. And there's probably more errors than they actually credited him for, to be honest. <laughs> uh, go your pop. We'll do pop plants first. I got them mixed up. I didn't actually have one. Let me think. Keep going. Oh, well, I, I do. Yes. Newcastle. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. They might win pop. Braley the pop plant. <laughs> Everyone bar Brayley. You know what I would say specifically? I'll echo your sentiments from the past few weeks. I'll go best and Toa. Yeah, fair enough. But actually, Newcastle might be, I don't think you keep score of this, but Newcastle might be on track to be the most pot planted. Yeah. Don't give me more fucking work. No, no, no. no I wasn't saying that. In the that, first four weeks, the Bulldogs were... Yeah. yeah. And Manly were copping a bit of it yeah. as well. But, but yeah, no, Newcastle are bad. Uh and therefore, I might slap um, a certain Pop angry win. coach that. Uh, oh no, Newcastle! No, I said Newcastle. That uh, seems to want to be angry at everyone, but doesn't seem to even take much responsibility for the state of the team. But 
you can <laughs> you can put your um, two and two together with that one. What about said coach apparently getting angry at the club because they want to sign Shane Flanagan as the assistant? Probably because he knows that Shane Flanagan's a better coach than he is. Take his job. It's unlike him to be angry at anything. But uh, yeah, there we go. And let's finish on a high note before we uh, talk about our favourite teams. But uh, a salute of the week, GT. Do you have anyone? Dufty, coming back from all the criticism. Very good. On a performance like that, you really can't. Yeah, no, that's I'm, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming with you, man. Like, obviously, you got all the talk around what's been going on. Coming back from injury and he puts on a performance like that, that was brilliant to watch. I'm going to salute Dane Laurie. Very nice. Because he's my favourite player to watch this week. Oh, yeah, I'm actually just uh, a nice understated one that I just thought of, but I'm actually going to salute Alex Twile. I'm um, taking on a decent forward back, and he's been pretty good since he's gone back to prop and... Um, in a week with not much to salute, I, I think he's doing a good job. So good on him. Uh, I, I want to salute all the fearless Penrith fans for standing up to the patriarchy when they lost the game and pointing out everything that the refs got wrong. Mm. I forgot about all the uh, penalties they got, but anyway. Uh, we, just for a bit of fun to fill some time, because it's a quiet week, we thought we were going to pick our favourite 17. So the only criteria we had was... Uh, one to seventeen of the players you love watching season. the most, the playing yeah, playing this season that uh, that you like watching the most, or that mean the most to you, I suppose. Um, who wants to lead away? Go on, Ollie. Right. Get amongst it. So my number one, I said I'd have a couple super. AJ Brimson. No. <laughs> I said I'd have a, a a couple super league players in here, and I do, and I'm starting off with one of them. Number two, Brian Kelly. Sorry, no. I was um, Jack Wellsby, who. You won't know him by name, but you will know him as the guy who scored the try in the Super League Grand Final last year when Bevan French hit the... Yeah, the just... Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the reason why I like him, well, it, he's um, he's young for one. He's just turned 20. He's versatile, can play anywhere in the back five. He's already showing that he's one of the better players in Super League from what I've seen. But what I love about him most, he does not look like a rugby league player in the slightest. He just looks <laughs> like as much of a rugby league player as I do. When he runs, he's got a, he's got a bit him. of a hunch. Yeah. He's just got like the he just he's not a pretty boy or anything. He just looks. <laughs> he just does not. Look, you have to look him up. He just does not look like a rugby league player at all. And then when he goes on the field, he's one of the best players every time I've seen him play. Obviously got that try in Super League Grand Final as well. And actually a couple minutes before we hit record, funnily enough, St. Helens announced that they've re-signed him as well. So he'll be there for the next few years. But I'd love to see him one day get a crack at the NRL. Uh, two, Brian Toto. Uh, three, our man Gulliver Lockhart. My second Super League prediction, uh, <laughs> Super League player. I had to get him in there. Very Obviously good. Oliver Gildart. Oliver Gildart. Headed to the Tigers next year. Stephen Crichton, four. At five, Corey. Thompson. Mm. Um, every time I say his name, probably reminds Daggy about how the Tigers weren't <laughs> picking him, and he ended up at the Titans yeah. after he was already playing good at the Tigers. There's a long list of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, my six is Jerome Luai. My seven is Georgie Pye, George Williams. My eight is Luke Thompson. I, I think he probably just stands out a bit more because he's the only good Bulldogs player. Um, at nine, the cheese, Brandon Smith. Obviously, he's a great player, but also his personality. We talk about characters and how they, oh, there are no characters anymore in the game. He's sort of bringing about a renaissance along with you, Jerome Lewis and Brian Tottos. It's just not what, I guess, the older generation imagined by characters because they don't swear and carry on and act like peanuts. 
Um, I'm sure he does. After every game. Just not in front of the cameras. <laughs> yeah. You which, see him with his smart. pudgy smugglers out there the other day? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> 10, James Fisher-Harris. 11, David Fafita Jr. 12, Spencer Leniu. 13, Isaiah Yo. And I did a bench as well. 14, Damien Cook. 15, AJ Brimson. 16, Jamal Fogarty. And 17, <laughs> Jason Saab, otherwise known as Saab Bright. Um, in, my, in my starting 13, there are seven Penrith players. And they're just so good to watch. Like, yeah. And that's purely what that's it's down enough. to. Barney? Yeah, so my oh, I'll, go. I'll go next. So yeah, go on. Just because we'll finish on Barney's because it'll be more exciting. Uh, one, <laughs> King Gutho. Uh, love his heart. Love watching him. Hate all the Parramatta fans. Uh, two, two, oh, three, Latrell. Um, I've got a soft spot for this here. Four, Dewey. Five, Ravalawa. Uh, just because I like saying Ravalawa. Uh, <laughs> six, Luai. Seven, Benji Marshall. Eight, Fisher Harris. Nine, and Captain Harry Grant. Uh, ten, Mr. Fodawaker, Mr. Mo Fodawaker, uh, who's been outstanding last month. Eleven, Angus Crichton. Twelve, uh, Luciano Leilua. Thirteen, Tino Fasulmaali. Fourteen, Tommy Turbo. Fifteen, The Cheese. Sixteen, Jock Madden. Seventeen, Herbie Farnsworth. Uh, the extended bench: Nofaluma, Takiyaho, Tupanua, and Ghana. Coach Tim Shanks. <laughs> he's, he's coming back. back. Oh, he's, he's back. back. He's oh, yeah, we back. didn't talk about that. What is head of football? Did they just come up with a role? So I think it's just so just to sign him. Yeah, it's Custer's role. Yeah, he's going to oversee the. There's a new centre of excellence. Look after everything. Basically, yeah. manage the kids. He'll be Gus. Yeah. yeah. Barney, so you may finish um, up. Tommy Turbo is my number one. You've seen how important he is to any side. He's probably someone that you'd probably could build a club around. He'd be one of the mm-hmm. first you'd pick if you're going to put a team together from scratch. Brian Toto, just from everything he does, hundreds and millions of metres every week and <laughs> bouncing off people. Uh, Mitchell, Latrell Mitchell in at three. I've got Jesse Ramian in at four. I just mm. love the way he carries the ball. He's an explosive ball runner. Uh, he's got a few issues in defence, but he's a, he's a very good ball runner. Uh, Josh Adokar at five. Uh, Nothing better than seeing Josh Adokar hit space and just disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody try to catch him. i got Munster again. Just um, He's that rogue kind of player. He's got that attitude about him, in, and he's one of the best big game players running around. Um, i got Cleary at seven. Just It's undeniable what he's done for the last year and a half. He's just, you know, he picks teams apart, does his job every week. And another one, Fisher-Harris. Um, We've, we've waxed on every get pretty much every week about how much work that bloke does and what he means to that Penrith team. Uh, Cheese again at nine. Mo Fodawaker at ten. Crichton at eleven. We've got Tohu Harris at twelve. I just love the way he gets through his work yeah. every week. Puts in no matter what the situation they're in. You never see him go missing. Um, Cam Murray at thirteen. He's got a little bit of flair ball playing and he's a really tough customer as well. I've got Nico Hines in at fourteen. Um, he's been... His rise to fame over the last six, eight weeks has been tremendous. Yeah. Uh, we've got Payne Haas at 15, Luke Thompson at 16, Tino Fa'asu Malahi at 17, and I had a couple of notable mentions that I really wanted to try and squeeze in, but I couldn't. I had RTS, Teddy, mm. Brett Morris, obviously. Um, he's, he's leaving the game now, but he's been an absolute ornament to the game. And Brenton Nakora, just because, again, another one that I like, just the, the way he runs the board, just yeah, love watching him. So we've all got Toto, we've all got Fish, and I believe we've all got Brandon Smith. I was just no, trying no, to keep Harry Grant. No, but you had him on your bench, didn't you? Yeah, still, oh, still in the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's something for you to put on Instagram this week. <laughs> we can find our, our Footy Frothies on Instagram. You find us on Facebook, uh, 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 Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else good podcasts are found. I'm not filming day because uh, I couldn't be bothered. 
and uh, there'll be some more videos coming in the next fortnight. That's the review show. We'll be back soon to talk all of the upcoming Origin and round 14. Chat very shortly.